In today's episode, we discuss things that revolve around mental health and shadow work. We'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that mental health is a very serious matter that should not be taken lightly. And if you are somebody who is suffering with depression, suicidal thoughts, or any kind of mental health struggle where you feel hopeless, please note that you are not alone and there are options out there. You can call 988 for the Suicide Prevention Hotline, or you can text BRAVE to 741741. You're not alone and we love you. So, welcome to episode one of season four. <laughs> We're so excited. We're very excited for the season. Yes. But if you just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And as always, I am joined by our supreme leader <laughs> of that tired witch on Instagram. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> later this episode, we will be joined by Riss of all my, at all my ancestors on Insta to talk about shadow work. Yes, very exciting. Before we get started in this episode, Maria and I both want to just take a moment to again thank our Patreon members. Without you guys, we wouldn't have a season four. We wouldn't be here. So this Mm-mm. is it's or at least very... not putting as much time and effort yeah. and love yeah. into it. So yeah. <laughs> so we really, we really do appreciate all of you so much. And we just wanted to say thank you again. I know we did that the last episode, the little intro, but maybe you didn't listen to it and you've just tuned in now and so we just want to take a moment to say thank you all again so much and we also want to say remind you uh, mention (laughs) that risk joining us this episode is also hosting a class for us this month which is going to be on january 22nd It, it will be on the patreon and if you cannot make the class it will be recorded and you can join the Patreon and watch it later. And I think it's going to be amazing. So, it's going to be really good. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to know more, I recommend you join our Patreon and sit down for an hour-long lecture all about shadow work. So I think it's going to mm-hmm. be <laughs> yeah, Riss is really good at what she does. So you do not want to miss it out. Yeah, you don't want to miss really out good. at all. <laughs> If you're just joining us this week, every week, we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how we can utilize them in our magical practices. So uh, the nearest one for today is going to be on January 23rd. It is the new moon in Aquarius. And I actually really like new moons in Aquarius. I mean, I don't know about you, but they're one of my favorite. I like any moon phase in Aquarius. That because is true. Yeah, no, I agree. I fully things agree. Things get artsy, fartsy, and weird, and I love it. Yep. I and Aquarius new moons are a really good time to kind of unleash your dreams and your ideas and just really kind of embrace your own uniqueness, which can come in the form of, like Maria said, creativity and like making things. And it can also come in the form of like radical self-acceptance. You know, we are talking about things like shadow work this month. New Moon in Aquarius, in my opinion, is a really good time to begin a journey like that because it is so inspired, I guess you can say. And sometimes inspiration can come in the form of 
our like ourselves and our relationship with ourselves. Um, this isn't necessarily to say that this is a good mood to maybe deep dive into trauma. <laughs> but it is a good new moon to start doing things like, you know, if you are somebody who's into affirmations, start writing some about yourself. What What's cool about you? What do you like about yourself? You know, um, maybe if you're somebody who struggles with body image, this is a really good time to write down three things about your body that you absolutely love. Um, it's all about kind of this, this burst of creativity and... Uh, passion mm-hmm. and you know the the relationship with self in my personal opinion yeah no I definitely agree because on even on our monthly outlook I think that Aquarius helps us reveal our like true natures yeah um, yeah and you know part of that is shadow work and stuff but also you can use like art to, in order to you know set the intentions to accept your true self by mm-hmm. using the Aquarius new moon yep so yeah, get I, I just think get I, weird. I, I love it. I love this. <laughs> I love this new moon. I think that the all the Aquarius moons are amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fully about it. So I think that everyone should relish in it. So, if you listen to our Coffee Talk episode, you know we are doing things a little bit differently this year when it comes to tarot. If you haven't yet, or if you just joined us this episode, this season, in lieu of choosing a card and discussing it, we will be having conversations about different whole sections in the tarot. The major arcana, minor minor arcana, (laughs) cups, wands, swords, pence, and then we will go over the aces, ones, and so on. But I think it would be fun, and it would help people understand tarot on a deeper level shake things up a bit and then you know sometime next year we'll go back to dis- discussing like each individual card yeah <laughs> and maybe even bring old ones back up because we have many episodes now and that's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so not this- only we not only do we have many episodes now and that's gonna happen but like we've talked about multiple times on this podcast your interpretation of tarot is of course rooted originally in their you know, weight meaning, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it also develops as you develop as a reader and as your life changes. And our, I mean, even though Maria and I are both, you know, quote, professional tarot readers, we've still developed as readers every day. We still have different life things that happen that, you know, shape our views a little bit. And so... Maybe there's new anecdotes we can add to stuff. Oh, definitely. My <laughs> ideas on the cards are constantly changing. Or I'll yeah. hear something from a different reader. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. What a great point. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're discussing our biggest thoughts on the Major Arcana. The Major Arcana is the first 22 cards in a tarot deck that is... That represents the fool's journey. We all start as the fool and we head into a new cycle, but I like to think that he carries past knowledge in his little knapsack, so he isn't quite as foolish each turn of the wheel. And as the fool um, moves forward on his adventure, he steps into each archetype of each of the upcoming cards to 
to represent them, such as the magician bringing his intentions down to reality, the emperor, the power to get things done, death, rebirth, the star dreaming of the future. Then eventually he gets to the world, which represents, you know, the ending of a cycle archetype. So, yes, the major arcana shows major themes that play out in our lives through our readings. Um, while we could speak about, you know, really dive into the major arcana for like a whole podcast, we really want to concentrate on how to read this part of the deck when it <laughs> pops up in, in her own readings. So when the major arcana pops up in my readings, it totally depends on like the context of the reading. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you are pulling a card of the day for what to expect and you pull death it doesn't necessarily mean something huge is going to happen and cause a huge rebirth in your life i find in those sorts of situations it shows either an event shows an event that could play a major role in your day or just an archetype you'll be stepping into or will interact with for just like 24 hours Keeping the death card in mind, it can show like starting your day off super grumpy and then having a huge cup of coffee and being in a better, better mood for like the rest of the day. That coffee mm-hmm. causing a rebirth of sorts, you know, <laughs> which is a major role in your, in your day. Not speaking from personal experience. I mean. She is. <laughs> now, She's in. lying to you here today. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> now, in broader readings, um, that are meant to show you like huge happenings in your life currently, you can take those major arcana cards a little bit more seriously. Okay, not a little bit, but very seriously. (laughs) They can represent actual huge situations or roles you'll be stepping into and possibly things you need to prepare for or even do, um, even do what you can to avoid. Um, Now, what I'm about to say isn't true for all readings, but I do think it is important to at least see what cards come before and after you pull a major arcana card. I do find that our lives do tend to follow in the full footsteps while on his journey. Like, let's say you pull the tower. Most likely it was caused something in your life that is represented by the devil, which is the card that comes before it. And after we have our tower-like moment, there is almost always like a time where we spend reflecting on that tower moment and where we even start dreaming again about what the future can bring Mm -hmm. so that is the star which follows the tower so how do you work with major arcana robin dear for me when i see the major arcana it it is for lack of a better term, a red flag for the reading. Not necessarily a red flag in like a, this is bad, but a red flag in the, I need to be paying a little bit more attention to this. You think about like um, when you see a utility car on the side of the road and it's got like the flashing lights above it. It's trying to like let you know that there's work happening here and we need to pay attention to that and be cautious of it, right? And so when a uh, if we're taking out the context of exactly what you said with the looking at the cards around it mm-hmm. just on its own it means that i need to pay a little bit more attention to why this came up in this reading because for me the major arcana is like you said a part of the fool's journey but it's also uh the human experience it's mm-hmm. not like you know <laughs> one of the minors where this is kind of maybe a one-off little situation that we need to address. This is something that maybe is going to be repeating a little bit more in our life. Something that's going to be touched on a little bit more because it's a part of that 
you know, bigger journey for us. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or it's good. And like you said, you take the coffee cup example, like you said, that with death, that mm-hmm. maybe you wake up super grumpy, you have your cup of coffee, and then you're much better. Well, maybe that is part of your human experience that is constantly repeating, which is that you're not getting good quality of sleep at night. And so it's got you waking up in a really crappy mood. And that's something that needs to be addressed on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's our human experience. It's bigger, it's deeper than necessarily a minor card. And we should give it a little bit more attention. That mm-hmm. That's how I see it. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. That was a good way of putting it. <laughs> Thank you. You're you too. So, as we mentioned, we have a very special guest this episode. Yes. Um, this episode, we're focusing on shadow work. <laughs> and we have Riss from All My Ancestors on Instagram to, joining us to tell us all about her shadow work coachiness and her shadow work tips. So, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's great to be here. So I'm, for our sorry. listeners, for our listeners who probably, well, not probably, they might know you and your work, but if they don't know you and your work, um, would you tell them a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. So um, my name is Riss. Um, some people call me by my full name, which is Marissa, but most people call me Riss. Um, and I'm a shadow work coach and also an astrologer. Um, so my passion is is coaching and shadow work and um, I'm very passionate about astrology as well Um, but essentially the shadow work container is a process where I work one-on-one with clients to help them become aware of their unconscious conditioning Um, so it's a process of um, understanding their shadow understanding what's called the persona which is basically like your mask in the world um, understanding uh, where those things kind of came from. It's a lot of um, working with triggers, inner child work, things of that nature. So I blend other things into it as well. Um, but that is like the core of what I do. And it's really, really powerful work. It helps people to kind of get out of their own ways and get past conditioning that basically Mm -hmm. keeps them living a life on autopilot essentially and then the other part of my work is focusing on astrology and I'm the um, house astrologer for tamed wild so um, I do a lot of their work for new and full moon musings and uh, I do new and full moon ceremonies so that's kind of like the other witchy aspect of it (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah, that's where I actually met Riss through, through Tame Wild stuff. So Yeah, as soon as she said Tame Wild, I was like, well, I can see why you guys are friends. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to talk about this because shadow work has like improved my life drastically after I changed, after I turned 30. So I think it's very helpful and 
other people will find it helpful helpful too. I can yeah. speak today, guys. No, I can speak <laughs> ever. It's, it's fine. Wonderful. The first episode I just of the season. That I love how you started doing shadow work around like the tail end of your Saturn return. Does that mm-hmm. that's kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big moment, but yeah. this isn't about me, but <laughs> Exactly. It's actually about you, and I'm really glad that we could talk about it. Guys, this is an intervention. That's the only reason we're here. <laughs> we need help. No. <laughs> one on one coaching for Maria. Everybody strap in. I'm ready for it. Let's start. <laughs> just like with my tarot cards, please just drag me through filth. It's fine. We're all fine. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little nicer than tarot. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's, that's good to know. Tara's pretty, Tara's pretty mean to me. <laughs> Reach. Um, and, and I say just keep pulling until you get the answer you want and live with that uh-huh. one. <laughs> so, for our listeners who maybe don't know what shadow work is or they've heard the term, but they're like, what even is that? Can you kind of describe for them what? What what is shadow work? What does that mean? Yeah. So I think that at the core of shadow work, what it really is, is it's kind of reclaiming the authentic self. Um, and so in order to do that, you kind of have to sift through all of the things that um, are not you or are basically just protective mechanisms that you have in place to keep you safe in the world, but they're not actually serving you. Um, And so shadow work is a process of making the unconscious conscious. So the shadow is essentially um, a lot of people look at it as like your dark side or, you know, the part of you that's like bad or, you know, whatever. And that's a huge misconception. Um, Mm -hmm. Really what shadow is, is it's just hidden or unseen. And you guys can kind of like um, relate that back to the dark half of the year or, you know, the energy of the high priestess or like that dark kind of energy. It's not bad. It's just mysterious, unseen, hidden, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, it's really shining a light on that part of you and allowing you to step into parts of you that you may deny, reject, or disown. You may not see them as acceptable or, Um, safe to actually embody. And so you kind of move through the world um, embodying somebody that you're not. And so this can lead you to choose the wrong relationships, the wrong careers, um, life paths that don't actually align with you or speak to you. Um, And so it really is kind of a process of actually becoming whole. So um, and that process is called individuation. Um, so that's in- a big word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so instead of like living a life that is in alignment with a fragmented self, mm-hmm. you're living a life in alignment with the whole self. If that hmm. makes sense. Is it okay? So if, if you could put it into maybe another term again, like for people who maybe don't know, mm-hmm. you know how like holistic medicine is the whole self so it's Mm -hmm. doing things like meditation it's the your diet that you eat the supplements your exercise like it's the whole picture right Right. so would could we then rephrase shadow work to say that it is like the whole self kind of emotionally and like it's the holistic (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's right on point. Yeah, it is really like the whole self and the thing, the whole uh, essence of it is basically we relate to parts of ourselves differently than other parts of ourselves. So some <clears throat> parts of ourselves we relate to um, differently in the way where they're acceptable. Um, they're, it's okay to share those things with other people. Um you know, we have a good relationship with those parts. And then there are sure. other parts of ourselves that we do not have a good relationship to. And so that can look like sometimes we'll avoid that part of ourselves or deny that it's there, or we won't show that that part to other people or, you know, whatever that is. And so shadow work is really a process of um, kind of leaning into acceptance um, for all of the parts of you. And this work mm-hmm. is is powerful because it it allows you to um, to basically uh, free up space to just be yourself. So I can give an example if that would be helpful. Let sure, me know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I actually I was just with a client right before this, and I was giving her an example. So I'll give I'll use the same one. So let's say that. Um, your parents didn't have a very good relationship to anger. They taught you that anger was not okay to feel, that it gets swept under the rug, that it's just an unacceptable emotion. So what happens is you grow up learning that that emotion is not safe to express to other people, and then that Mm -hmm. gets put into your shadow. So anger becomes unacceptable, and it lives inside of your shadow. And then... Mm -hmm. You compensate for that by creating a mask or a persona in the world that um, tells everybody or displays a person that you're not, which is someone who's calm all the time or very even keel because you're trying to make up for the fact that deep down there's this angry part that's not okay to Hmm. express. So you're moving through the world as this person who um, you want people to perceive as very calm and even keel, and that limits you because um, it's not your whole truth. And what can happen is maybe you'll get into a new relationship with someone and they trigger you and you end up getting really angry all of a sudden because that shadow gets triggered. And they're just like, whoa, who is this person? Like, I don't even know who this is. Like, I didn't know that this was a part of you, right? So it's kind of like it's in that way, it's returning to the authentic self. And if you actually just change your relationship to anger and you deal with that shadow, you probably that anger probably won't be as big, like nearly Mm -hmm. as big. So when you're triggered, you might be conscious of it and it might be there, but your relationship relationship to it is different. So it doesn't have so much power over you. Does that make sense? Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It makes total sense. I hope that was a good oh. example. It was, was a great perfect example. example. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so how often do you think someone should practice shadow work? Um, to me, it's kind of like a lifestyle, to be honest. <laughs> so mm. I'm kind of always practicing shadow work. Um, and it can look like a lot of different things. It can look like small practices. It can look like something that's much more extensive. Um, but you know, you, you could you could literally just make it a practice to become aware of when you're triggered and do that mm-hmm. multiple times a day, every day, and that's a part of shadow work. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would I would say that um, I think that it's important to do it. 
you know, as much as you can. Um, not in, not in like so much where it becomes, um, you know, obsessive or anything like that. It's more mm. so I would say, um, maybe everybody's different. That's what I want to say. Everyone's different. And I think that you kind of have to understand where you're at with how mm -hmm. open you are to shadow work. So sure. if there's some resistance there, maybe you want to practice it twice a week. You know, maybe mm -hmm. if you're really excited about it and you're curious, maybe it looks like a couple times a day, you know what I mean? But I would just kind of like assess where you're at with it and, and, um, go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so total I sense. know, I know that, um, I mean, for the listeners, we Riss here is going to be teaching a class for Discord for us this month. So I don't want you to feel like you need to get too in depth on it because I know you're going to cover this um, again in a couple of days. <laughs> well, weeks. Um, but if somebody was brand new to the idea of shadow work, what are some baby steps that they could kind of implement into their life to kind of dip their toes into this? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so like I said, you can pay attention to your triggers. Um, so just noticing when you feel a lot of charge around something. And I want to mm -hmm. say too, that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we talk about in the personal development community is like pay attention to negative charge, but also pay attention to positive charge. Um, okay. because when you feel a lot of positive charge around like validation or, um, you know, acceptance that could point to actually shadow. It could point to um, yeah. quality. 100 Exactly. Yeah. For like not being accepted or whatever right. that you're like so hyper whatever. Um, yeah. When you feel a little bit of acceptance, a little validation, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes and perfect it's, sense. It's like that feeling of grasping. Like notice mm -hmm. when you're grasping, you know what I mean? Um, cause you're doing that for a reason. So, yeah. um, so, so definitely pay, just pay attention. Just notice you don't have to judge it. You don't have to criticize it. Just notice it, you know, and get curious about it. Mm -hmm. So that's a good step. Um, becoming aware of your projections as well. So when, you know, someone, this kind of piggybacks off of triggers, um, when someone really bothers you or they did something that rubs you the wrong way and it, bothers you to a really great level. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of gray area here. You know, of course, sometimes people just do things that are annoying. But, but <laughs> if, if you're if you're like... That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I would just notice when you create a narrative about someone and there's a lot of charge behind it and get curious about um, what you're projecting onto them. So, yeah. so it could be that, um, you know, that you, you know, someone says something to you and you feel like they're just totally judging you. And they may not have meant it that way at all, but you, sure, you create yeah. this big story that they're judging you. It's really actually a projection of your own relationship to judgment um, and sure. you judging yourself. Mm -hmm. So, sure. um, 100%. Yeah. So, getting aware of your projections is a good place to start. Um, I think those are probably two really good point places. Okay. So, 
when starting, is it best to ease your, well, we kind of already answered this. Um, I might, wait, where are you by that one? Ha ha ha. I'm on top of it, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> okay. So some of our Discord members struggle with like answering and working with shadow work prompts. Uh, what method would you recommend instead? Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, if you're having issues with shadow work prompts, first off, I would encourage you to get curious as to why, um, like where the struggle is kind of coming from. Is it resistance? Is it because sometimes people don't want to answer prompts if they're afraid of finding something that they don't want to mm-hmm. find. Sure. Or they're experiencing some kind of resistance. And so the first step I would say is just get curious about your experience. You know, mm-hmm. um, what is that? Are you not understanding the question? Um, are you afraid? Like, what is that like for you? You know, mm-hmm. um, another method, though, if you don't want to do if you don't want to answer prompts, um, I just wrote a post on this today, actually, and released it. But it was a really good you, post. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that <would help. laughs> yeah, that was actually, um, that actually came from another client that I worked with and it inspired me to make a post. I was like, oh yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that instead of, of, um, you know, answering journaling prompts, something that you can do to just ease your way into it is just simply get curious, like about your experience So Mm -hmm. when you notice, again, if you notice charge or if you notice um, a certain pattern unfolding in your life over and over and over again, and you have resistance to kind of digging into that, maybe there's a fear of the going, revisiting the past or, you know, whatever it is, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to visit the past or anything like that. You can simply Mm -hmm. just say, oh, like, what is this about? Like, you can get, just get curious, like, hmm, that's curious, like, noticing that there's a pattern here. I'm noticing that I'm experiencing the same outcome over and over again. I wonder what that's about. And literally just practicing curiosity can help Mm -hmm. you to state shift, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, When it comes to things like doable self-betterment, like dealing with our own toxicity or problematic behaviors, (laughs) what are some steps that you would suggest for somebody who can kind of find these things about themselves and work on it? Yeah. um, So... So yeah, so the question the question is how should we sort of approach our our toxic traits and work with them? Yeah, and like kind yeah. of figuring out maybe when we're the quote problem and how <laughs> yeah. to tackle that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially absolutely. like as you said in like relation to like um someone does something and then you react to it just as yeah, negatively. That's a, thank you yeah. for clarifying that, Maria. That's a very good way to do say that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um I would say that, um, again, the curiosity piece is important. Um, and the reason why is because it removes a lot of charge. So what can happen sometimes is when we start to do shadow work and we start to take responsibility for these things, responsibility can actually trigger a lot of shame for people. Um, and so it's important that as we start to lean into this, that we get in the habit and start practicing relating to our toxic selves in a healthy way. Um, Yeah, okay. So that means like 
instead of judging it or instead of making it wrong or bad or evil. And if you do that, by the way, you're literally just pushing it back into the shadow every time you do mm-hmm. that. So, um, so the work becomes to when you notice those toxic tendencies coming out or when you notice, um, you know, yourself acting out that way, a getting curious, like I said before, but B, also um, leaning into compassion, which may or may not be accessible at the time, depending on where you're at in your inner work. But Mm -hmm. compassion for yourself, because you know that this is coming out because there's some part of you that's feeling pain. Mm -hmm. There's some Mm -hmm. part of you that's hurting. So, and and willingness to listen to that part of yourself. Um, Instead of judging it and dismissing it, like seeing it eye to eye and allowing yourself to uh, to have a willingness to understand, I think, is the best way to start interacting with your quote unquote toxic self. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that people are per se toxic, but I do think that the human, you know, it's the human experience to have toxic traits. That's we're not so perfect. <laughs> we are not perfect mm-hmm. people. I mean, I am, but that's because I'm the supreme. Um, <laughs> It would not be the first episode of a season if I didn't get to say I was the Supreme at least once. Hey, of course. We have to start off the, the first Thank real you. episode with Thank saying you. you're Supreme. Thank you. <laughs> well, on that note about toxic stuff, um, there is a toxic shadow work advice like go like going around in the witchcraft community it's mostly on like things like tiktok um for example Uh, influencers are telling everywhere these days (laughs) yeah influencers are telling people who are poor to do shadow work when abundant spells aren't working in order to get more money flowing towards themselves like how do you recommend avoid getting into that toxic side of shadow work Ugh, this is such a big topic. I literally just recorded a podcast episode on spiritual bypassing the other day. Mm. And it's such a big, big topic. And first, I want to say, too, that the people who are kind of who might be spiritual bypassing or gaslighting or, you know, whatever, they're not doing it on purpose. You know, like um, they're probably trying to be helpful, um, but you're right. Sometimes it can be toxic for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that, um, it's important to acknowledge the gray area, um, for these creators and that, um, different people are in different situations. So one person, I was explaining this, uh, earlier, one person may be, um, I think you use that example of someone being poor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so let's say somebody, it's always like pattern versus circumstance. So if someone is, is, uh, ex- is really, really poor and they were born into it and they're, they don't really have a ton of control over it. That's mm-hmm. different than somebody who is in a situation where, um, they just keep making bad financial decisions because they mm-hmm. have a poor relationship to money. So you have to look at, the gray area and where people are. And I think to Mm -hmm. avoid this gaslighting or spiritual bypassing, I think we have to, you know, instead of assuming that we know what's best for another person, because we don't, 
Um, mm -hmm. I think we have to be more willing to address the gray areas and to get curious about other people's experiences and to maybe even create some more education um, around, you know, maybe if somebody makes a video like that on TikTok where they're like, hey, you should do shadow work, maybe they should follow it up with, and this may or may not speak to you. Like you get to decide this is who it, it would work for. This is who it wouldn't work sure. for. Um, if you are interested in doing shadow work, here are some professionals that I know of. Like, so just kind of maybe like educating people and just being open and curious about people's gray area. Yeah. And adding maybe even like, mm, not, not to add to what you're saying, but maybe to clarify, um, like adding a little bit more nuance than just saying something as passive <laughs> as, you know, mm, do your shadow work about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got hit by a car. That's and why injured. I hate, like, that's why I hate things like TikTok it. and stuff like that. Because TikTok it's videos do not format. leave you enough time to talk Absolutely. about like something that but important. Really, really, when we're thinking about it, unless you're getting like a book or a class, you know what I mean? In most cases, nothing can be summed up in social media content it just can't like, and, uh, now do are there creators out there who make hour-long or not tiktok youtube videos a thousand couldn't percent be me. Wait, they exist <laughs> i couldn't be me but they exist but they are few and far between and the ones that are doing it you might not resonate with and totally. so you have like slim pickings to begin with <laughs> um yeah so and it's a slippery anyway. slope too for people <laughs> massively for it, it's it's tricky because um like leaving it general like that it can actually create damage for people who you know that wouldn't work for so mm -hmm. it's a slippery slope for especially people who struggle with shame um and, you know, if you tell someone like, oh, you got to do your shadow work about it, like it's kind of, it can come off as a little blamey, you know, like taking totally. responsibility for your patterns is a very, um, can be a very fragile process. And so um, you don't want to just kind of like throw that in somebody's face who struggles yeah. with maybe shame or taking responsibility. Like there's a way that you kind of hold them in that, you know what I mean? So yeah, so maybe just addressing more nuance, like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Well, our final question, and then we'll we'll let you go. <laughs> At what point do you feel somebody should take it a step further and seek counseling, therapy, any kind of like, you know, deeper, not for lack of a better term, not to dumb down shadow work, but not DIY mm -hmm. stuff. It's getting that kind of extra care. Mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. that stuff is shadow work too i don't think people really realize that that going to therapy is shadow work yeah, yeah totally i mean traditional shadow work there's like a methodology <clears throat> there there's like kind of like a um there's theory behind it you know if you're doing like their traditional Jungian path there is actually methodology and theory um, and so that's another thing that I want to just kind of bring up as well as I do think that this term shadow work is thrown around a lot in the spiritual community, but there's a lot of actually, there's a lot to it that people don't know about, you know, so, so there's mm -hmm. that as well. Um, but I would say, um, if somebody is deciding, if somebody, you know, is deciding whether or not they're needing therapy or counseling or, you know, whatever, um, 
I would say if you're deep in your trauma, like you need to go to a therapist or a counselor, a coach is going to um, really help you push forward. And you'll go very, very deep with a coach as well. Probably I've even heard that you go deeper with coaching a lot of times than some forms of therapy. The Hmm. difference is in therapy, you're kind of processing your trauma. You're you're kind of really processing past events that were really traumatic with a coach. They may touch on that and it may come up every once in a while, but we're not focusing on it. We're not fixing on it. We're getting you, we're pushing you forward, you know? So it's just a a different, it's where you are in your process. Are you needing somebody to help you process the past and are you knee deep in your trauma? Or did that happen a really long time ago? You feel like you're in a healthy, healthy place right now, somewhat, you know, you're in a place right now where you could really improve your life and make um, different choices. But for the most part, you're out of the woods with your trauma. Like that's kind of more coaching territory, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense. sense. It's the difference between needing to process and already process it, already processed it. Now, where do we go from here? Kind of a thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining yeah. us. Thank you so much. Thank you much. for being here with our first episode of season four. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate yeah. you inviting me on here. Yeah, uh, I feel like yeah. this topic is so important around winter time. So I hope our listeners get something out of it. So I yes. totally agree. And um, for those of you who are listening to this, you can join us on January 22nd for Riss's class on introduction to shadow work. And I think it's going to be amazing. I'm I'm very excited to listen to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm excited to uh, teach it. <laughs> hope you guys join us. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go, can you just remind our listeners where they can find you sure yeah um, my instagram handle is at all my ancestors um, my youtube channel is all my ancestors my tiktok is all underscore my underscore ancestors um, <clears throat> i also have a website which is just my name www.marissacottrell.com And then you can also find uh, my astrology work um, on my Instagram page. And also I have a ton of new and full moon uh, musings on the Tamed Wild blog. So definitely check me out there as well. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you you again. So, Robin, what a stir in your cauldron right now. You're making oh. me laugh. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. You're so welcome. Children's books, um, specifically for the witchcraft community. I know that we both know Moondust Press. I'm completely obsessed with them. They make mm-hmm. kids' books. They have so one cute. that just they I just got sent an advanced reader copy for. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it is, so I'm not going to. Um mm-hmm. I just got to send an advanced reader copy for so that way I can do an endorsement and I'm obsessed. Like it's, I'm so excited for this book. It's I'm like chomping at the bit to write my endorsement. (laughs) Um, And then I'm working on a children's book, which is almost done. I don't know when it's going to come out yet, but I am really excited about it. It's, 
for kids 8 to 12 on an intro to witchcraft. And I've done like a whole, uh, a whole focus on stuff that kids can find in their backyard to make magic. And I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I've seen pictures of it. Guys, it's so beautiful. It's really it's beautiful. So My illustrator is so stunning. Like it, it's like actually stupid to me how beautiful the pages look. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited. I'm almost done with it. I can't wait for it to come out but I'm just like I'm so I'm all about these kids books right now like not just my own but there's a bunch that have been coming out that are just mm -hmm. incredible they're exciting and cool and like thoughtful for children do you know what I mean like it's not yeah. something that has kind of been half-baked and I think it's fun and cool it is you don't really see stuff for like that age group or anything like that you know is that you know I know I don't know if it was last season or the season before, but when we had Tenny on, mm -hmm. we talked about like nature magic with kids and how kids are just naturally believers, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think it's, I think it's sweet and wonderful that people are trying to harness that for them um, mm -hmm. because it's nice. It's nice to see it's, I don't know. It's cool. Kids naturally do just understand magic and then we forget about it. And because there's nothing like this stuff out there to harness it and cherish it and nurture it. And I'm excited that all these options are coming out because it, I don't know, it helps kids maybe not stuff it down. <laughs> Especially like families with ours. There's tons of, you know, yeah. different books for families, not like ours. So it's good to know that there's material out yeah. there for families so yeah i just i like it i think it's cool and fun <laughs> <laughs> so maria what's not stirring your cauldron this week <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> so like i just feel like last year went by so fast I feel, yeah. you know, every year I try to try to like shoot for balance and stuff. And I think I did great with it. And especially when I started doing the whole I talked, I spoke about this on podcast before where I started like mindfully slowing down, like mm. even just like walking from room to room yep. being like, what the fuck? Why are you rushing for it? Stop <laughs> it. Um, but that was until like the later part of the year. But like with being sick so much last year, I just I feel like I didn't savor moments as much as I should have. Um, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I and it just understand that. Yeah, and it just kind of sucks that it's like, oh, well, another year has come and gone. You know, my witchling's a whole other year older, and it's just like, oh, my God. So <laughs> I'm glad that I discovered You're the whole... You're growing up so fast, too. It's crazy to me. It makes me so upset. <laughs> I feel like they were, like, literally born yesterday. This is insane. I hate it. Uh, so <laughs> I can't much. imagine how you feel. <laughs> no, I'm going to have a freaking 14-year-old this year. Like. Oh, Shut up. Take you me know, out. The kids I used to nanny, um, the ones uh -huh. that I'm still really close with, the older one uh, turned 16 last month. What? Makes that me is sick. bananas. Makes me sick. <laughs> I'm like, that, shut up. <laughs> uh, it's just... And then I remind him of his speech impediment that he had when he was a kid because he was cute. He'd call me Wobbin. Aww. He'd be like, oh, come on, Wobbin. 
And he goes, I had a speech impediment. I went to, th- to speech therapy and got it. I'm like, all right, calm down. Sorry. <laughs> you're just going to bring it like, back up. And now he's. You. I was like, you're I, like just, I thought I, it was cute. Yeah, I thought it was cute. I wasn't teasing you. <laughs> but uh but i'm really glad i did discover the whole like art of slowing down last year because i really am going to implement implement it this year i'm going to spend less time on my phone because it's gotten out yeah. of hand yeah so. i mean i put timers on my phone i so. think yeah I've, I've started doing the same like i think I, just I've from done, being sick sorry go yeah ahead. no no go ahead uh, just, just from, from being sick. sick, I would reach for my phone because that's all mm. I would have the energy to do. And I think that created a very unhealthy habit of yeah. like being like, I'm just going to mindlessly scroll. So, <laughs> I what did I've what done you is said. I've gone through yeah. my time, like how much time I spend on my phone. You know, they've got mm-hmm. like that weekly report and I see yeah. like what apps I'm like wasting too much time on. And then I look at how much time that is mm-hmm. and I divide it by three. <laughs> And then I set a timer so I can't, it'll like prompt me. And I'm just like, all right, I won't be on that anymore today. It really like, I did the whole downtime thing where like, I'll just put downtime on my phone. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's like, well, you can override it. I'm like, don't override it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're horrible. Don't do it. (laughs) You piece of shit. (laughs) Your family's disappointed in you. (laughs) That's what it feels like. So I just, yeah, I've been putting down my phone more starting this year. And I've already read like four books so far. So I mean, look at you. It's been 10 days. You've read four books in 10 days. I just realized that. Yeah. Ma'am, you're out of control. You're crazy. <laughs> okay, maybe two of those was audiobook. I mean, that counts, right? That counts. You're crazy, girl. I listen to it while I clean. <laughs> but you're yes. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. That is so crazy. <laughs> One day we'll tell you guys the joke from one day. That, but. One day we will. Not today though. Maybe on a coffee talk. Next coffee talk. We'll explain. Yeah, next coffee talk. We'll talk about the crazy. Because I know Riz said it too, like during yeah. the main part. <laughs> <laughs> but I really hope that this year goes a little bit better. Even if I'm sick, which I will be sick because I have a flare at least once a month. But at least I'll approach it more illness. mindfully. Yeah, I'll approach it more mindfully. (laughs) That's what I tell my body every month. Honestly, guys, it's really fucked up that Maria doesn't think about us when she's having a, quote, (laughs) illness. It's really messed up. (laughs) Look, I'm here, aren't I? Like, my flare is starting. I'm on the couch. I'm wrapped up in blankets. I get a gold star. (laughs) You sure do. If you've just joined us this week, or you are somebody who is used to how we normally do this segment, uh, we talk about shops that we love. It's uh, shops, artists, photographers, whatever. Anything that we think is cool right now that you might like. This season, we are opening up the floor to you guys to submit us stuff that you think that is really cool, that people might like, because we had a realization that there's probably a lot of really cool shit out there that we're missing. So Mm -hmm. be sure to send us stuff, forward it to us on Instagram, shoot us an email, whatever you think. And we can't promise that we're going to share everything. But what we can promise is that we're going to look at it and do our best. 
because we want to hear from you. Yeah, I will hopefully I will start doing like a little Instagram story thing where I'll yeah. be like, tell us. So yeah, yeah. I, I will get that started next time. With that being said, Maria, who are you digging this week? So I'm actually digging a book and I've been working through it and doing all oh, the exercises. She says stuff. after the four books she's read in 10 days, can please enlighten us more. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so this is Lessons from the Empress by Cassandra oh, Snow and Siri Vincent. I'm going if I mispronounce this last name, I apologize. Ploof. Ploof. But um it is such a great book. If you're a creative person or an artist or anything like along those means, let's just say you want to start getting into art or even if you just do art for fun. I think that this book is very like it approaches tarot from a creative standpoint and uh, like uh, just how they connect all the cards to like the creative um process is so interesting. Um but and then all like the different spreads that you can use to um, help your creative process and help relieve blocks or even give you insight on new projects you should do. I don't know. I just I found it really helpful because, you know, after um, the new year, I've had a little block in my photography and I found it really helpful into getting away from that block. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So who you've been loving? So uh, no one will be surprised by this, but I also felt as though it was a good way to start the new year by being consistent. So <laughs> I found another ceramic artist I really like. <laughs> no. This, is, this, this person is called Sweet Destructor. They do... So it's not just a bunch of mugs, guys. These are plates. <laughs> I think they do mugs too, but that's not what drew me in. They do these plates with snakes on them, but the snakes kind of overlap outside of the plate. Like, oh, I sent you this one. Have you? Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember that, but I believe you. <laughs> um, a thousand percent obsessed with it. I just think it's really, really beautiful. Like, this is, it's just stunning. I really want to buy a set. <laughs> I like how um, a bunch of them are black and gold. <laughs> and of course you do, you little psycho. Um, I'm just super into it. I really love the idea of the two-dimensional kind of coming off of the plate and just, it's beautiful. They're beautiful pieces. Um, yeah. So no surprise there, everyone. Um, <laughs> I pick ceramics. <laughs> hey, I didn't pick a deck. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that we will see you again on Friday, January 20th for our next Coffee Talk episode or on January 27th for the second main episode of season four. Keep an eye out on our Instagrams or our Twitter, or you can just head to coffeeandcauldrons.com to find all of our socials and more information. Don't forget to join us on Patreon January 22nd for Riss of All My Ancestors, who's doing a class on shadow work for the library tearing up. If you would like to watch the class, but are not going to be available on that day it will be recorded and you can watch it a couple days after the class comes out 
And additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, and even our non-commercial episodes, by the way, if you'd yes. rather just skip all the commercials for one dollar you can you literally just can <laughs> a discord community full of fun events and discussions on our witches first coven tier and we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with robin and myself so please if you are loving our sexy sensual just uh, Chef's kiss voices. Take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service that you are listening in from, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love reading your reviews. And even if you don't leave a review and you just click, you know, a little star button, we really appreciate it. And if you rate us five stars, it helps us be seen by others. Thank you to everybody who has already rated us and those who will in the future. We appreciate you so much. (laughs) So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from At a Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from At Maria the Arcane on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I just lost my voice. At Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. One, One two, two, three, three five, five witches. witches. <laughs> <laughs>